0: Praise the Lord. Well, there's life here anyway. Praise God. Just a whisper there, then. Hallelujah. I'm so happy to be here today. And the Holy Spirit put a message on my heart, which I believe every believer should receive so i'm going to read some scriptures to you and the subject is new testament evangelism for today i don't expect any amens or praise the lord or not anyway that's the road we're going down (laughs) hallelujah I want you to note two cameos of early church life. The one is in Acts 1 and 8, and the other is in Acts 8 and 4. But you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Then Acts 8 and 4 Therefore, those that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. The first one is to equip the disciples. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, all Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. That is the equipping of the Holy Spirit on the people of the New Testament church that was rising up in Jerusalem at that time. Then in Acts 8 and 4, you get the results of that equipping, which is persecution. Therefore, those that were, sc- don't get put off now. Therefore, those that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. There was persecution coming against the early church because the early church was into one thing and one thing only, and that was evangelism. They wanted people to know that Jesus loved them. They wanted people to know that they could have a better life and a greater life by serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Things haven't changed, folks. We may think things have changed, I'm here to tell you by the Holy Spirit tonight that things haven't changed and that what was expected of the early church in the Acts of the Apostles is surely today expected of us too. I know, I never get any amens, but I don't mind. Hallelujah. So let me just say this to you tonight. If the statement evangelism is the lifeblood of the church. If that's true, then the church is fast running out of blood in many areas and is in desperate need of a transfusion. One of the reasons for this is a lack of love and an ignorance of the work of the Holy Spirit. Two vital things. We spoke about it this morning in particular... The agape love, the love, the God kind of love that is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So really, before we can get into telling people about Jesus, we need to get into God's love. And when we get into God's love, I tell you from experience, there will be developed in your spirit and in my spirit a passion for precious souls. And I don't know whether you have that passion right now. I have a passion for souls. My wife has a passion for souls. We've seen many people born again, filled with the Spirit, and serving Jesus in many fields today. It's a wonderful feeling to lead someone to the Lord Jesus Christ. But there is a lethargy amongst God's people. And that lethargy puts a block on evangelism. Because you become, we become lethargic and say, oh, well. And nothing comes out of our mouth. And we miss miss opportunities to tell someone about the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's very, very important that you and I recognize the fact that we too are subject to lethargy. Preacher included. But when I read the Acts of the Apostles, I don't see lethargy. I see opportunity. And the Acts of the Apostles' church took every opportunity that they possibly could, even though they were threatened by death. So the example of the New Testament church is in the Acts of the Apostles for us. And it's down to us whether we can pick up that example and applicate it into our own lives. The greatest thrill that I get is to lead someone to the Lord Jesus. I've led many people to Jesus by His grace over the years, and it's an incredible spiritual buzz. It really is to lead a precious soul to the Lord Jesus Christ. So, what is evangelism? I'll tell you, evangelism is a supernatural ministry. It's not just about giving a wee tract. And God bless those that will give a wee tract. But evangelism is a supernatural ministry and no one should be excluded from it that have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You see, evangelism... Is involvement, not exclusion. And we need to be involved in telling people about Jesus. Isn't that that New Testament? Isn't it New Testament truth? To tell our friends, our neighbors about the Lord Jesus Christ. I did a funeral. Not too long ago, a friend of mine had motor endurance disease. He lived down near Randallstown. And I used to go and visit him when I was over here. And I'd look after him and talk to him while his wife had a break and went out and did some shopping, blah, blah, blah. When I would be with Joe, he would have friends coming in to talk to him and to speak to him. But some of them were IRA. And they got to know me. So when Joe departed this life and went to be with the Lord, his wife didn't want him married. Didn't want him buried, I'm sorry. Didn't want him buried by any priest. And two of these men came down and spoke to her and told her to ring me up and get me over to do the funeral. I mean, it was wild. (laughs) Really. But that was the deal. I said to Diane, I'm driving to Ireland. She said, don't drive, fly. I said, no, I'm driving to Ireland. Because the Holy Spirit told me to drive. So I got in my car and I drove over here. And I went down and I just managed to catch the wake. And there was at least 300 people there. And... The wake was one thing, the funeral was another thing. The funeral was the next day. The next day, there were around 300 people in the garden. It was a beautiful day as it happened. The sun was shining. And I did the funeral. I preached Jesus. I want to tell you tonight, there wasn't a dry eye in that place. I met a man who was 25 days on the hunger strike in the prison. The longest hunger strike in that prison. And Margaret Thatcher, the then Prime Minister, phoned the minister here in Ireland and said, take that man off the hunger strike, because if he dies, it'll all break out again. And they took him off the hunger strike. I saw that man with tears coming down his cheeks as I preached in the garden that day. And told them about Jesus Every time the name Jesus came out of my mouth, I felt a surge of anointing. And every time the name of Jesus came out of my mouth, I saw tears coming down the cheeks of people. It was an incredible experience. I told you that I brought my car over. I drove over. The Holy Spirit said, drive your car. See, we have to listen to the Holy Spirit. We wonder why we get in such a mess. It's because we don't listen to the Holy Spirit. Jesus says he will guide you into all truth. Why don't we listen to him? So I'm on my way home. Well, not on my way home. I'm on my way to do a conference in Blackpool. And on the news... We heard that the volcanoes had exploded and no plane was flying. Doesn't it make sense, let alone revelation, like doesn't it make sense to listen to the Holy Spirit? I received messages from the widow that people had received Jesus into their hearts during that funeral. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, it's all about evangelism. It's all about telling others about Jesus. You look very glum tonight. Evangelism is not a glum subject. It's a glorious subject. Many of us are here tonight because someone had the courage to tell us that we needed Jesus in our life. And it's that person that told me that I needed Jesus in my life. And that's why I'm here on this platform tonight speaking to you. Because that person was faithful and courageous enough to say, John, you're on your way to hell. If you don't accept Jesus as your Savior, I don't know where you're going to land up. And that shook me. And I gave my life to Jesus. And I've never regretted it. We must never pass up an opportunity. I'm not one for going in nose to nose and saying, you need Jesus or you're going to hell, you know. That is not the way to evangelize. Because that doesn't, that doesn't carry agape. That doesn't carry with it the God kind of love. When you go to tell someone about Jesus, make sure you have the agape of God in your heart by the Holy Spirit, that God kind of love, that that person can sense and feel the love of God coming through you to them which is so important. My wife and I spent about three months in Canada this, this year, and we had a wonderful trip. And we were asked by the people we were staying with, or I was asked by the people we were staying with, if I would do a funeral. They, uh, do, I don't know why I meant the funerals in not it? That I would do a wedding. <laughs> And I agreed I said yes I'll do the wedding it was a daughter and she was getting married in New York New York City so Diane was delighted Diane from Toronto could view the Gucci bags in New York (laughs) so we traveled down through New England which is very very beautiful And then we eventually came to New York City and we didn't know where we were going to stay. And then the parents who we were with of the bride said we're staying in the Trump Hotel and immediately, immediately I thought I'm going for broke you. That's even if I can get past the front door. And they must have seen my face, and they said, don't worry, you're doing the wedding, so all the expenses are paid. So, oh, yeah, great. <laughs> so we got to the Trump Hotel, and we walked in the Trump Hotel, and 16 floors up, we were 16 floors up, and uh, I think there were 47 floors. Big hotel. £350 a night. Yeah. Got good Dan and I walk into our room beautiful fresh white dressing gowns on the bed all slippers, two pairs of slippers on the floor by the bed I mean, I've never seen anything like this before I mean I've stayed in some places but nothing like a Trump hotel I mean it was pure luxury there was a bath by the window a humongous window I said I'm getting getting in that bath (laughs) so we ran the bath and I got in the bath checked if there was any helicopters flying around (laughs) I'm soaking in the bath and I'm looking out at Manhattan oh Empire Stadium over there. Oh, man. Absolutely brilliant. I am in pure, pure luxury. So we have a great time. Three nights in the Trump Hotel. Wonderful, wonderful time. And we go to do the wedding. And we have to go over to a place called Bayon Island, which hosts... New York's best golf course. Not that I'm a golfer. We are going over there to the golf club to do the wedding. The wedding is a wonderful success. Everything's done. Everything's happy. We are now walking through New York City looking for Gucci bags. And I'm pushing it on a bit, you know. Dan so said, I've got to get a Gucci, a Gucci bag for Lisa. A Gucci gag? <laughs> it's one of the things that preachers dread, you know, when you come out with a Gucci gag <laughs> instead of a Gucci bag. So we're looking for these Gucci bags and we're walking down. A place called, a, a street called Canal Street, and uh, all, the, all the shops and all the, I'm not interested a bit, but I know Diane's excited about it, so I back her up, you know. I carry the wallet, holding it tight, praying to God that these poochy bags <laughs> don't cost me an arm and a leg. So we're walking on the street and. I don't realize what the Holy Ghost is going to say to me, right? I may have ran the other way if I'd I'd realize it. But with one, there's there's this lovely girl coming down the street. And she comes up to us and she says, hello. And I think she's after my money. (laughs) But how wrong I was. It was the Holy Ghost that was after my money. Not the little girl. She never said anything. She just said... Where you all from? Wait a minute. Where are you all from? <laughs> we said, Wales. I said to uh, her, do you know that God is still taking preachers out of Wales? Hmm. I said, do you realize that God is still taking <laughs> preachers out of Wales? W-H-A-L-E-S. Think of Jonah. Wakey, wakey. Got it now. So we are talking, and she's all excited that we come from Wales, you know. Didn't say nothing about Northern Ireland or anything like that, you know. We come from Wales. And, and I'm all excited about talking to this young girl, and Diane and I, and just chatting with her. And telling about Jesus and I think this is wonderful and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just spoils just spoils my my delight inside you know my my you know the feel you get right and he comes along and as I'm feeling like this he says give a hundred dollars hundred dollars so I put my hand in my pocket and hold the $100 note very tight in my hand. The Holy Spirit said, give her $100. Okay, I put my hand in my pocket. I said, look, the Holy Spirit has told me to give you $100. She screamed. And the tears were flowing down her cheeks. And she's crying. I thought, why would you cry? If you get her $100, Bill, why would you cry? You should be going. Crying (laughs) when she kind of comes around, I said, What are you crying for? She said, My little daughter is in hospital on dialysis, and they're giving her they're going to discontinue the dialysis unless I have a hundred dollars. Now, that little girl never asked for it. Holy Spirit told me to give it to her, and with tears flowing down her face. She ran as fast as she could to get to the hospital or to get somewhere near the hospital to make sure that her daughter had the dialysis that she required at that particular time. (coughs) One of the things I know after we prayed for that young lady, one of the things I am certain of that she will never ever forget the message that we gave her about receiving Jesus as her Savior. And we said the sinner's prayer with her right on the streets. And if I could only convince you tonight, and I'm sure many of you are already convinced anyway, but if I could only convince someone tonight that telling somebody about Jesus is the biggest buzz that you can ever have in this world. It is incredible to tell someone about the Lord Jesus Christ. And to tell someone about salvation and to lead them to the foot of the cross to accept Jesus as their Savior. So I'm speaking to you tonight about evangelism. And now Dan says, Right, we, we, we've done this one. We, We're really j- jumping for joy about this little girl and the daughter on, can now go on dialysis and we can feel. The the anointing of the Holy Spirit on us, right? And Dan said, come on, we're going to look for this Gucci bag now. So we go into this shop. We're in Little Italy now. we going to Canal Street. We're in Little Italy, and we're looking for a Gucci bag for my daughter. But Dan didn't tell me that she was going to have one as well. (laughs) So we walk in this shop, and there's this lady in her 80s sat on a desk like this and, and she's she's overlooking everything in the shop. And she's a hard-nose, don't suffer fools gladly, little lady. Right. And as soon as we walked in through the door, she said, What do you all want? Dan said, Wanna pray for you? <laughs> Dan's quick on a draw. Wanna pray for you? Well, immediately that lady started crying. And the tears are coming down her cheeks. She's oh, you wanna pray for me? I can't believe it. You gotta pray for me. Dan prays her, praise the sinner's prayer, praise for her. She says the sinner's prayer. She brings Jesus into her life. She's crying, the tears are flowing. And when all that is finished and over, she says, I've been worried. I couldn't, I, I couldn't figure out. Where I would go when I die, I want to go to heaven, but I, I, I've done a few things wrong, and, and, I, and I was so unsure, and I've been so worried. But now, she said, it's wonderful. There's something inside me. It, it, it's wonderful. And, she, and she, she's given off all this stuff. I never forget that little Italian lady that gave her life to Jesus. Do you know why? Because Diane was quick on the draw. What do you all want? I want to pray for you. Yeah. That's what it's all about. You say, well, John, how do you get these situations? How, how do they develop? How do, you, how, how do they happen? Well, they happen because we call in the Spirit. Right? A lot of people think I'm wacky. Maybe I am. I'm wacky enough to tell you about the Holy Ghost. The word paraclete means to call in. It's a title attached to the Holy Spirit. When he, the paraclete, is come, he shall lead you into all truth. Paraclete means to call in. So that means that we can call in the Holy Spirit. So when we are going into New York, before, well, before we've left the Trump Hotel, we are praying and we're asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, lead us to someone today. We want to lead someone to Jesus today, Holy Spirit. You know who's out there. Bring them to us. That's exactly what he does. The Holy Spirit loves to answer that prayer. Because the old Puritans referred to the Holy Spirit as the hound of heaven. Now did you know that? The Puritan ministers referred to the Spirit as the hound of heaven. You know what a hound does? You've seen those old American pictures where the convicts are escaping, escaping and they get the hounds off the leash That's what they used to call, that's the name they give to the Holy Spirit, the hound of heaven. He is the hound of heaven because he will hound down sinners and he will drive them towards Jesus. You know, it's, it's wonderful. When we, when we were in the, the wedding reception in New York, there were three ladies there. And this blew me away. When this happened, it blew me away. There were three ladies amongst all the other crowds. And there were three maiden aunts. And they were sat there with a face like a Lurgan spade. See, I lived in Lurgan. I know all about the Lurgan spade. And I went in. I thought, I'll talk to these three dears, you know. So I went in to talk to them and said, how are you? I'm John. And they kind of looked at me and said, so? Well, they didn't say it, but that was the look. You know that look? So? So after about 20 minutes of silence, I decided to leave. So I left them there, and they said, i in the hotel. And (laughs) I've got to be honest with you, you know, they had a group there, and people were dancing, right? And I said, Diane, I said, can you still do the twist? She said, can you? I said, yeah. Now, these three aunts are very religious, and they're giving us the stare. And I'm like this, and I see this aunt's face, and I go, oh, So Diane and I came very graciously and gracefully off the dance floor. Diane says, We need to talk to those three. I said, I agree, we need to talk to them. So we go over, and Diane says to this aunt, She says, Look, religion put me in a box for years. Be free! Can you hear Diane saying that? Be free! And the aunt says, yeah. Before we knew what was happening, this aunt went on a, eh, <laughs> boy, she going for it, like a good one. And then the other two aunts go, eh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> So now they'll talk. They're not dumb anymore, they're not, they talk now. So we go back in the same alcove that was silent, about half hour before that. We go back in the same alcove, we all sit down and we start talking. And this one aunt says to me, are you from Wales? I said, yeah, I'm from Wales. (laughs) So she says, oh, I know someone from Wales. I said, you do? Yeah, she says, I know someone from Wales. I said, well, that's great. Yeah she said he's a missionary. Hi Brian. Mean, click 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 click. A missionary? Yeah she said. I said he's his name Peter. Well, I thought you're going to freak out. She said, "You know Peter?" I said, what's his second name? She says, Keevil. I said, that's right, Peter Keevil. I know him. I know him very well. How do you know Peter? I said, one night, well, I'll go, I'll go before that. I said, I said, Peter used to be a thorn in our flesh. And she looked very distressed. I said, hold on, let me tell you. Whenever we did an open air, Peter would shout abuse at us. And Diane would go across And give him the agape. Give him the love of God. And he would would insult her. And I would get mad with Diane. Because I would say to Diane, don't have nothing to do with him. Have nothing to do with him. Wipe him off. You don't need. I don't want you being insulted by that man. Just wipe him off. And Diane said to me, no, God loves him. Now we're really at the core of evangelism, right? God loves him. So Dan keeps on, every open air we have in our town, Dan keeps on going across to Peter, telling him about Jesus. He'd swear at her, he'd laugh at her, but she kept on going, 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 telling him about Jesus. One night, Peter went to to a club and the Holy Spirit dropped on him and convicted him. He was burning up with conviction of the Spirit and what he had done and the things he had said. And he fell to the floor at the bar, screaming and shouting, and his friends didn't know what to do with him. And so they brought him into the town and dumped him. And I picked him up and carried him, over my shoulder to the apartment we were living in, took him upstairs, led him to Jesus, threw his cigarettes in the fire, received Jesus Christ as his Savior, and for the last 40 years, he has been getting people saved in Chile. Hallelujah. Boy, you should have seen those aunts. They were so delighted. As I give them that wonderful testimony, and that young man came to Jesus. The last time I saw him was at my father's funeral. I was very appreciative that he had the time to turn up. When he gave, the, gave his heart to Jesus, he went to Swansea Bible College, Reese Howells' Day Bible College in Swansea. He met his wife, Janet, there, who was the niece of these three, three aunts. It's a small world. What happened? Well, Peter was changed And their niece were changed. And when I told them the story, they were changed. And when we met them next morning, the three of them came up to Diane and said, be free! (laughs) Hallelujah! I can't tell you. The Trump Hotel, great. Was it good to be there? Yes. Do you enjoy the luxury? Sure did. But the best part of that trip was telling people about Jesus. and I tell you now, there is no buzz, for want of a better word, (laughs) there is no buzz, there's no surge better or that can equal leading someone to the Lord Jesus Christ. We come into a new year. I'm not really interested in New Year's resolutions from that standpoint unless they are spiritual. And my spiritual and Diana's spiritual resolution for this coming year is more souls. More souls for Jesus. Because that's what it's all about. Proverbs says, he that winneth souls is wise think about it think about it think about Peter now serving the Lord in Chile as I say I met him in my father's funeral he was going to Chile for the last time after spending almost a lifetime in that nation and I look back to those days when he was drunk profligate Vile. And to that night, well, to that morning at two o'clock in the morning, he received Christ as his Savior. And how many people in Chile? How many people? Must be hundreds. I don't know how many churches he's established in that country or how many people have been saved. But one thing I know is. <laughs> that it's a wonderful honor and a wonderful privilege to tell men and women out of there. And you don't have to go in their faces. When you ask the Holy Spirit, lead me to someone, let me lead someone to Jesus, he opens the door. You don't have to open the door, he opens the door. And when he opens the door, you step in and you tell them. And you come out with such a wonderful feeling. Because we as a church, and churches in general, in these days, need to tell people about the wonderful love and the wonderful grace of Jesus and the powerful anointing of the Holy Spirit. So let's have a word of prayer. We thank you, Holy Spirit, tonight that you are the one who makes Jesus real to us, We thank you, Jesus, for your grace, and we thank you, Father, for your love. We ask you tonight, if there's anyone here tonight that doesn't know you, Lord Jesus, as his or her saviour, would you just bring them and draw them tonight to the altar where they might receive you, Lord, whom to know is life eternal. With our heads bowed tonight, if there is anyone here tonight who doesn't know Jesus, and you want to accept Jesus as your Savior, just lift your hand. We will see it. We will pray for you. And we'll lead you to the Lord Jesus Christ. Is there anyone here tonight never received Jesus before? Just raise your hand. We will say the prayer. And you can leave this place tonight with the peace of God and the joy of the Holy Ghost in your heart. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Just raise your hand. Praise God. (laughs) We thank you, Father, for this day. We thank you for the wonderful time that we've had here in the church. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your people. I ask you now, Lord, that your blessing will remain upon this congregation, upon this fellowship. It'll be pressed down. It'll be shaken together. It'll be running over. And we will know the grace of God, the generosity of God, and the blessing of God upon our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, folks. Good to be with you.